That's a lot to absorb this morning, isn't it? <laughs> Alpacas, the walk around the block, the singing, the procession, the music, the reading from Philippians, the passion reading from Matthew. And now you get a sermon on top of it all. But gee, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you, Nathan, for your kind invitation. It's good to be back at Trinity Cathedral, Portland. So seeking to absorb all this, make some sense of it, there's two Hebrew words, two Hebrew words that can be of assistance to us, I think, as we start this Holy Week journey. The first one began this morning's celebration. It's been repeated several times. Uh, we'll hear it again as we do at every Eucharist in the Benedictus. That word is, of course, Hosanna. It's a wonderful word to say. It's an even more wonderful word to sing, as the choir knows. Choirs love vowels, right? So you can really let it go, Hosanna. Um, in the great Sunday hymn, which we sang as we walked around the block, Oh, glory, laud, and honor, it's given to the children who, with sweet hosannas, sing. Tim Rice, collaborating with Andrew Lloyd Webber for Jesus Christ Superstar, had huge fun with this word, writing, Hosanna, Hosanna, Zanna, Zanna, Hosanna, 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 right? Um, and, and Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote a really catchy tune for it as well. It kind of melts into the woodwork, into the stained glass, this word, Hosanna. But to catch its meaning is to be plunged deep into the world of that first Palm Sunday. For it literally means, Hosanna literally means save us. And more than that, it has an urgency to it. More like, save us now. It is the cry of people who are oppressed. It's the cry of people who live on the margins. It's the cry of the Jewish people of Jesus' time. They lived under the specter of Roman oppression. They were taxed heavily, controlled mightily. Their lives were anything but free. Roman power and domination were all around them, and the consequence of not obeying the Roman officials was clear. Crosses with victims impaled on them lined the roads out of Jerusalem. People lived in fear. They longed for release. They wanted to be saved from the terror that was part of their daily lives. So when Jesus comes into town riding on a donkey, like Scripture had said, the Messiah would do, their cry was, Hosanna, save us now. And they meant it. Their cry echoes through the ages, save us now. You can hear it in the cries of migrants who around the world leave their homes and families in search of a new and freer life. They can no longer wait for conditions to change. From North Africa, for example, they board boats, rafts really, 
in many cases, giving their life savings for a voyage to flee from intolerable conditions, risking their lives as their vessels battle waves and winds. Sadly, many of them do not survive the voyage, especially the children and the older ones. They know what Hosanna means. Indigenous communities, the first peoples of Canada and the United States, in many cases live on reserve lands where there is not adequate drinking water, there is not adequate housing, as if they are aliens on lands that their descendants have inhabited from time immemorial. Hosanna is their cry, save us now. For them, as it did for the people of, of Jesus' time, it is the cry of the oppressed, heard but rarely acted upon by those in positions of power. Jesus heard the cry of the crowd. Of course he did. How could he miss it? And he knew where it came from. He had spent years being with these people, touching their minds and their hearts with his teaching, touching their bodies with his healing. He rides into the least prosperous part of Jerusalem, the part ignored by Roman patrols. He's greeted by the crowd, and who were they? They were the unemployed. They were the women, the widows, the children. They were the city's poor. And they called out to him, Hosanna, save us now. Save us now. But he cannot save them. He cannot even save himself without a wrench to his integrity, to the meaning of his life. Maybe it's because of that. Maybe it's because he can't save them that the crowd who were initially receptive to him turn on him. Their situation is so desperate. Their hopes are so high that he becomes, well, just another disappointing leader who has let them down once again. And this shift in perspective from the acclamation of the crowd to turning on him is so eerily familiar to us. High hopes for our leaders, dashed. How many times, how many times in your life and mine has a political leader seemed to us to be, yes, this is the one. This time, this time, this time, things are going to be different. And after some initial success, then the chorus begins to be critical and dismissive. How many times has a new school principal or hospital administrator or corporate executive, oh, for heaven's sake, how many times has a parish priest been welcomed with great expectations that this one, this time, this will be the one to save us from whatever we're facing? How many times 
in our lives has, well, this new partner, this new spouse, this new friend, this is the one. And then we're disappointed. This turn of Palm Sunday from Hosanna to crucify not only takes us to the end of Jesus' earthly life, but deeply into our own lives, into this world where we want to be saved. We want to be saved now, but any hope is immediately extinguished. I promised you two Hebrew words to help us absorb today's texts and themes. We've looked at Hosanna, which we hear repeatedly, but this second word that I want to offer you this morning isn't in any of today's texts or hymns nor prayers, yet it's a familiar one too. And it is this one, Emmanuel. It's more of an Advent or Christmas word, isn't it? Emmanuel literally means God with us. It's where this passion story takes us. It takes us not to the place where God wonderfully whisks away the suffering of the world, but where the beloved one enters into the world's horrors. The majestic Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew positions himself within the pain and misery of the poor ones, those who are criminalized, those who were found out, caught in the act of living their lives in the context of an oppressive regime. His friends all flee, except the women who accompany him, and even them from a safe distance because their lives too were in jeopardy. The world then and now is grim, and evil is evil. Every day, people suffer, whether it's on the wards of hospitals when patients receive a dire diagnosis, or on the streets here in Portland or in my hometown of Vancouver, where more and more homeless people live, enduring one more night in the cold and the rain. Suffering is real and present. We see it every day. What's extraordinary about this passion story of Jesus is that he enters into this reality. Throughout his trial, he offers no defense. He barely says a word to those who are accusing him. He's ridiculed, tortured, spat upon. He walks his final journey hearing only the jeers of the crowd. And when the agony of crucifixion is finally bringing death to his body, he cries out with a loud voice, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is Emmanuel, God with us. God is with us in joy, yes, but in sorrow too with us when life is going well, and yes, when things fall apart, with us when our lives are closely linked with others, and yes, 
when we feel isolated and alone, with us when we believe with all our hearts in God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And this passion story reminds us, even with us, when we don't believe, when we feel forsaken by the one we thought was to love us. In Matthew's Gospel, at the death of Jesus, there's an earthquake. It's the author's way of saying that something happened here that was revelatory. The veil of the temple is torn, meaning that the barrier between the heavenly and the earthly realm has been separated, and we can now see clearly. What do we see? What has been revealed here? Emmanuel, God with us. With us, not only in our success, but in our failures. God with us, not only in our flourishing, but in our dying too. Followers of Jesus are called to be in the world in this way, to be with the human community in all the seasons of our lives. We see the living God through the face of the suffering Jesus, and we're called to share in his way of non-power, being alongside of the suffering in the world. Just before this passion story in Matthew's gospel, the last parable that Jesus teaches includes these words. When was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? When was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you and naked and gave you clothing? When was it that we saw you sick or in prison or visited you? And Jesus says, just as you did it to one of the least of these, brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. It's a foreshadowing moment. Jesus identifies with the suffering ones in the most extreme way possible. When we suffer in our lives, and we do and we will, Jesus understands not simply because Jesus is divine and knows all things, but because he was human and he experienced all things. Oh, beloved people of God, as we begin this week, this holy week, let these two words for us be a guide, Hosanna and Emmanuel. Let us hear the cries of the world's people the longing that people have to be saved, not in some far-off heavenly kingdom, but now. Let us hear the pain that is so present in so many places, perhaps even in your heart this day. And let us encounter the mystery beyond all life with us, Emmanuel, standing with us in our pain and suffering, in our life, and in our death. Today affirms that the true and living God knows the human experience from the inside and says, as it were, to you and me today, whatever you're facing, I am with you. 
I know your anxious moments in the night, your fears, your poverty of spirit, your imperfect humanity. I know even when you feel abandoned by all, even when you feel abandoned by me, I am with you even then. I am with you now, even to the end of the ages. This day, this story, these hosannas, this Emmanuel, with the centurion beholding all these things, we can say with all our hearts, truly, this man was God's son.